I'm a bulldog. So Georgia, who won't pick it? I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important. Trying to reach the next level. What's up, dog nation? Happy Wednesday night. How is everybody out there supporting, following, rooting for, hunkering down for, once again, here we are again, the nation's number one team in the land, the Georgia Bulldogs. Hi, my name is Jeff Centel. I am your, uh, Travis Kelly starts it off right. I'm your intrepid host tonight. Uh, this is everything Georgia football recruiting. We got a special surprise at the end. Christy, I, I hope you can stay along to, around to the end. We got a 30 minute show format, but you're going to see some handsome, well dressed dogs at the end of this show. What I did, and I'll, I'm going to give the little breadcrumbs, I'm going to give the gold nuggets at the end. I'm going to tell you guys, hang around the end. Um, you know, you guys see all those red carpet shows where they talk about, you know, who wore this and who wore it well, like the whatever award show.com or whatever. Well, I pulled about maybe 15 images from this past weekend uh, where uh, these were the guys coming through with the dog walk. And, and you know what? They they bring it. They sit there and they got their collars pop. Some people's got some hats on, some uh, lots of really cool stuff, lots of really cool look. The freshmen always – it seems to me like the freshmen always dress to impress. Sophomore, junior year guys get around and they just put the dog – the, the UGA polo on and they put a jacket over it and they're ready to go. But these freshmen, these freshmen know they got to get Instagram glam worthy. Harry Leggy, you got it right. Sharp dressed men. And remember, remember how well Nicobe Dean dressed last year, most especially. Uh, so I'll tell you a little tease. Nolan Smith is stepping into those GQ shoes very, very well. Or maybe Tom Ford uh, shoes very well, depending on who your, who your favorite uh, fashion five star is. But, Got a lot to talk about tonight. Got a lot to talk about Georgia recruiting. We just had the first home game uh, this past weekend. It was a 33 to nothing shutout. You, Sanford of, of Sanford, you folks all know that. Um, but we're going to get into kind of who was there, who wasn't there, um, who really stood out. But, uh, you know, one of the things we're going to talk to talk to you about on the show tonight is, let me see, let me go back here. Let me see if anybody can answer this question. How long have I been covering uh, Georgia recruiting now for Dog Nation? Give me a year. If you can remember the first year uh, you saw me kind of showing up on Wednesday nights uh, talking about all things Georgia football recruiting, brought to you by Kroger with our Before the Hedges of our Wednesday Night Live program. If you guys can remember the first year, and that, that adds a little context into what, I'm, what I've been trying to say. Um, Jeff Hyoff, 1957, man, I'm looking, I'm looking all right. If I, if I've been covering Georgia, Georgia football recruiting since 1957, Joel Moody says, um, uh, six, uh, Jay Swain says seven. John Anthony says 2016. Um, Pablo Glover just says go dogs with the correct spelling. Uh, Marty Blankenship, uh, nobody's gotten it yet. I don't see it yet. I don't see it yet. Uh, maybe our, uh, Intrepid producer uh, Michael Carvel will have to jump in here in a minute. But um, uh, Martin J. Norman, I don't think they're going to flip. I, once they committed, I never thought they were going to flip. If they do flip, I would be very surprised. Um, Henry Carter, I think Henry Carter got it. Chris Hines is close. I'm going to feel like everybody remembers Bob Barker now, higher, lower, higher, lower, the, the Supermark game, or what was that, the cliff cliffhanger game or whatever. Um 
I started covering Georgia football recruiting in June. No, excuse me, May of 2015. So, uh, Christy, I, well, I tell you what, I'm going to be pretty good right there in 2005. Um, but May of 2015, that was the Mark Richt era, the last year of the Richt era. And then it's been Kirby and everything uh, smooth sailing since then. That was the question I wanted to you folks to give me a thought about how long I've been doing this. Why, Jeff, why Jeff, my friend, do you ask me the question like that? Well, that's because um, I saw something at Sanford Stadium prior to the Sanford game. Folks, I've never seen this before. Uh, Justin Fields, Nolan Smith, George Pickens, Nicobe Dean, um, Jordan Davis, DeAndre Swift, Zamir White. I I've never seen Georgia, and especially the head coach of the national champions, Kirby Smart, do something quite like this. And this involved the recruiting. Or it was an unofficial visit. I think Samuel and Pemba is going to give Georgia a official visit down the road uh, with a lot of other schools. But, you know, Oregon's in there. Notre Dame's in there, um, but uh, that's pretty good. Rick Alarcon with a blind, with a blind pig reference. I may or may have not been in that blind pig with a lot of you good folks way back then as well. But I've never seen this before. We've got video of it, Mike. If you can um, roll it right there, you're going to see uh, kind of a montage of what I saw. And let me kind of paint the picture. Let me set the stage, uh, folks. If you guys are watching on the podcast, then you're going to have to depend on me to do my best, Brandon Adams. But Take a look at this right here. This is 2.07 p.m. approximately. Um, Kirby only got on the field at like 1.54. He shook hands for about two minutes. He did an ESPN, excuse me, an SEC network interview for two minutes. And then he changed clothes. And then by 2.07, he starts walking out with Samuel and Pemba. And you're right, Chris, if you want to call this the red carpet or the Kirby carpet, this is what I'm going to call it. This was the Kirby carpet. And now look at the synchronization of this because the synergy of this is amazing. Because this is what you did right here. You know this was planned, folks. If you don't believe me, if you don't think this was planned, you got another thing coming. But look at this right here. He brings Samuel and Pemba out, the five-star edge out of IMG Academy. At the same time, the students are being released down into the um, uh, stadium. So he's really, he's sitting there getting the pointed out. He's sitting there to say, like, look at everybody coming down. And you want to talk about effective recruiting tool. I've never seen this before. Kirby's, like, pointing out. I believe he's, like, asking – uh, a lot of people like, you know, what's going on? Uh, what's going on? They keep going back and forth. Um, uh, look at this. And I got some pictures of it, too, because I'd never really seen this before. I mean, if it's happened before, I've never seen it happen before a game. Um, but look right there. That's Kirby. That's Samuel Impemba, the five-star edge. This is prior to the Sanford game, about two hours prior to the Sanford game um, coming through. Um, and you see they're sitting there walking through right there. Uh, Samuel and Pemba. And there's some images. The guy had a very great time uh, at, uh, at at Georgia. Look at some of those images right there. Pretty cool thing. He's wearing the same brown Bass Pro Shops hat that he wore in April. Uh, the last two times Georgia has played a football game in Sanford Stadium, the five-star edge Samuel and Pemba has been out there. Um, this young man is from St. Louis. You look at it right now. Um, Six foot three, about 250 guys. Last year, he was a uh, tight end mostly for IMG Academy. This year, he's put on about 15 more pounds and um, he's playing edge. He's playing linebacker now. Very impressive prospect. Really going to see his name on the top targets again this week. I almost wanted to move him up. Um, one of those guys that, you know, CJ Allen's been recruiting. And, you know, you don't think the dogs know how to get down with recruiting. Well, 
They put Samuel and Pimba on the front row, probably the best recruiting seat in the house. And then they had mirrored up in the same, same row. They had uh, CJ Allen and AJ Harris in the same row with him to make sure he was feeling. Can I say, can I say he was make sure he was feeling the spirit to make sure he was feeling the spirit? Cause that's what was happening right there. I don't, I think that is very impactful. So what, what does this do? Number one, it's Kirby's time. It's sitting there saying it's two hours before a game. And sure, it's the Sanford game. So he probably had a, a few more idle minutes to do so. But they take a lap around Sanford, an entire lap. They stop in the middle to talk to Chris Hatcher. But he really got to feel like he was the most important recruit in the country with the head coach of the national champions. And I think, I think it's a slick – I think it is an elite – Recruiting move for the University of Georgia for a guy like uh, for a guy like um, Kirby Smart to do something like that with Samuel Impemba because that is what's going on now. Um, okay, so that there's there that, that's a good look at Samuel Impemba there. Good look at his uh, recruiting visit. He actually spent I believe two days in Athens, not just the game day visit um, visiting from IMG Academy. That was possible because it was his. Um, his team was on a bye. They weren't playing last week. So, uh, Mike Mazel, how are you? Um, lots of stuff going on. I'm getting some feedback, guys. Did, did I not? Did we not import the video at high enough resolution? I know yeah, I've got some options with my um, video application software, my video editing tools. I mean, I don't really think I can put it out at 1080 because nobody really gets 1080. And um, it depends on everybody's internet connections and whether they're watching on their iPad or their phone or something else like that. So I tried not to make it the file size too heavy so we could be able to stream it live to you guys. If you guys want to see it, you guys want to see it in better detail, just let me know. And uh, thank you, Stacey Moreland. Appreciate it. Because we aim to please. This is kind of like um, that restaurant that does chicken fillets. Like, you know, the customer, whatever you got, you're right. I feel like I am a, I feel like I am a steward at your favorite bistro, and I'm sitting here trying to serve up recruiting news recruiting nuggets, recruiting information, and reporting on a platter. So I'm glad to see that everybody thought the video quality was good. I saw people say it wasn't good. So uh, it, let, let us know. we got a big virtual uh, suggestion box out here. Anything we can do better, anything we can do better for you guys, make the, make the night, make these 30 minutes we spend here together more entertaining. That's what we're here to do. Um, let's see what's going on with Georgia recruiting right now. Um, Julian Sayan is a guy that's the quarterback out of the quarterback out of San Diego. He's a guy that, you know, his decision I feel will come sooner rather than later. Georgia, LSU are kind of the principles there. Um, and then you've got the two big decisions in the month of September. September 23rd is Hakeem Williams. Hakeem Williams is the five-star out of South Florida. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys, it just keeps his uh, – my thoughts on Georgia and Hakeem Williams – they're not strong right now. He's barely going to be on the top targets list right now. So I'm going to tell you that right now. I believe he's going to take another visit to Texas A&M this weekend. He was just at Pitt this past weekend. And Pitt, folks, basically gave him a big old bear hug to show him how much they loved him. There's certain, certainly a, a, a looming connection there between um, Hakeem Williams and uh, Pitt, not to mention FSU and Texas A&M. I don't even think the dogs are getting the bronze medal right now at least right now in a recruitment that I think, you know, Hakeem Williams is going to commit in about two weeks, but I think his decision will um, keep going on. And everybody that uh, even the school that uh, has his commitment will recruit him like he is an undecided prospect all the way down to the wire. And then September the 27th, Tyler Williams, 
Folks, Tyler Williams is having himself a season. He was returning. I believe he turned a kickoff back and a punt back last week. He had over 205 yards of all-purpose, uh, total all-purpose yards at the half. Uh, Tyler Rem Tyler Williams, the four-star wide receiver out of Lakeland High School in Lakeland, Florida, going to make his decision on September the 27th. That is huge for Georgia's 2023 class, Georgia's offense, and uh, the entire wide receiver room in Athens. Because right now, I'll tell you, I don't think Georgia has a receiver in the room right now. 6'4", 200, sprinter speed, got that wiggle, can go up and go, go high point of balls. And everybody wants to know parallels, and I don't really like parallels except for the fact that it helps the reader and the viewer digest this information a lot better. And it's kind of – I think Tyler went – Tyler Williams is what you would get if you crossed a couple of receivers. Just think about the best – I'm not going to name names, but think about a fast guy, a tall guy, a ball skills guy, and a wiggle guy. I think he's a combination of all those guys right there. And he's actually about six foot four and about 205 pounds. And he can also throw a uh, pass about – he's a former high school quarterback. And he can throw a pass about 70 yards in the air as well with some accuracy. Um Speaking of Tyler Williams, guys, let's just look at that top targets list right now. Let's check out who I feel are the guys, the names you good people still need to pay attention to when it comes to the class of 2023 at the University of Georgia. Uh, there's Hakeem Williams just hanging on by fingernails, maybe. Um, number 10 on the list right there. And, folks, I moved a name, and everybody loves to see Martin J. Norman. That is for you. That is for everybody talking about Roderick Robinson and wanting to hear about Roderick Robinson. Did you guys hear about Roderick Robinson this past weekend? I think he ran for 423 yards and seven touchdowns for Lincoln High School in San Diego, California. Um, I do think Georgia will get an official visit. That's the main thing, guys, is he has not yet even visited Georgia yet. yet. Roderick Robinson, four-star running back, currently a, currently a UCLA commit. Harry Leggett, you're exactly right. His tape is very strong. And they play big-time high school football. There's like 20 Division I prospects on his team right now. Uh, number eight is David Hobbs. That's a guy, folks, he is a guy that plays offense that will eventually be a defensive lineman. Six foot four, 270 pounds out of North Carolina. I think Georgia will get an official. Feels like Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama still there for Davian Hobbs. Number seven is James Smith out of Carver High School in Montgomery, Alabama. Five-star defensive lineman. He had another strong game this past week. Number six, Chris Peel, Providence Day. He's a he's a cornerback. Georgia's recruiting to play safety at the outset. Now they're talking to him about cornerback. Michigan, North Carolina State, um, Duke, Georgia. Those are the schools there for him. He's already taken his official visit to Georgia. That was the only school that got an official visit during the summer from Chris Peel. The other edge right there is uh, Quay Rousseau out of um, – Quay Russo out of um, Carver Montgomery, another five-star edge. He's one of those guys that um, – he's one of those guys – listen, that edge list goes – look at him. You see the names right there. Samuel Mpemba moves up to number two this week. Uh, you've got Quay Russo at number five, and you've got number four, Damon Wilson as well. A lot of this is going to have to do with Keon Keeley and whether he winds up the Notre Dame decommitment and he winds up at Bama, which means um, it helps Georgia's chances with a guy like Damon Wilson – and then Ohio State is also recruiting Damon Wilson. Um, you see number three there, Jordan Big Baby Hall. Really going to come down, I think, to Florida or Georgia there. I think Georgia has a great shot 
um, with that guy right there. Samuel and Pemba. Have you guys seen any video of Samuel and Pemba lately? Have you seen any? You seen what Kirby did when he took him a lap around the, the stadium? Well, you were if you were watching the first part of this program uh, on Before the Hedges tonight, brought to you by Kroger. Uh, number one on the list is uh, Tyler Williams. We mentioned him. We spoke about him a lot. Uh, so there's 10 names right there. Um, everybody likes to play that ball game right there. If there's 10 names right there, I think the over-under for the amount of players Georgia can get in that list is probably five. I think I think five is the number right there, probably over-under. I might make it four, I might make it five, but there's still a lot of recruiting to do with some of those young men. Other names to think about there are Samson Okalalola, Tamarian Parker. He's the guy that's teammates with A.J. Harris, just took a big visit to Clemson. Jamarian Wilcox is out of uh, Paulding County, still doesn't have an offer from Georgia. Jordan Louis, another guy, another running back that doesn't have an offer from Georgia. And also another four-star defensive lineman out of Texas, Marcus Steele. Those are the guys that I kind of feel are still on the radar, guys to, to think closely about. Um, yeah, uh, Christy, you're right. His name is Jordan Big Baby Hall. One of these days I will tell that story about how he got the nickname Big Baby. Think about this for a second. Let's, let's, let's wave a magic wand. Let's wave a magic wand. And let's say that um, Georgia ends up with Jordan Big Baby Hall. So a future Georgia defensive line would have Rilla, that's Sean Washington, who got his first tackle of his career on Saturday against Sanford. It would have a bear, Big Bear Alexander, uh, who uh, got his first action as a Georgia Bulldog, also got his first tackle on Saturday against Sanford. And then you would have Percy, which is uh, Chris, Percy's kind of the nickname Christian Miller has for himself and his pseudo alter ego when he goes and plays ball in the defensive line for Georgia. And then he would have a big baby. So that would be a very nickname-heavy front, defensive front for the University of Georgia. Um, should Big Baby Hall decide to play his college football in Athens? And uh, certainly Georgia is recruiting him like they need him to be a dog for sure. Uh, those are your top targets. Those are your names to watch. We've also got a quick snapshot of things to look at right now. Georgia, folks, everybody's wondering, are they slipping? Are they not slipping? Folks, Georgia is not slipping. How can I show you guys that video of Kirby taking a lap with a five-star? These boss moves uh, before a game. And how can I show you that people think that Kirby and these guys are, and these guys are slipping? How can, be, how can you guys think that? Um, they're not slipping. I think they end up with the nation's number two recruiting class. Right now they're number three nationally, eight offense, ten defense. The one thing folks will kick the tires on is this is a, a, a class that goes back to um, the national recruiting. There's six in-state guys. There's 13 out-of-state guys. Um, yeah, Shannon Sipsy, I, I, saw, I know what you're talking about. Bear has gotten so much better since he dropped about 25, 30 pounds. He has so much ball get off right now. UGA, Chris M., I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you. Um, EJ Lighty, you guys read the story. Please tell me you read the story on Dog Nation. Please say, uh, I read it, Jeff, or hear, hear, or hoorah, or whatever. Um, uh, if you saw that story, I wanted to make sure all this stuff going on this weekend, Sanford, the shutout, Stetson, did he look sharp, too many field goals. To me, the A1A number one story for from that game weekend for me was seeing EJ Lightsey on the field. Folks, if you don't know the story of EJ Lightsey, he was shot at least two times on February the 21st. Now, he was in stable condition right afterward, but he was working out a park as the uh, investigators working the, the, the story were led to believe he was working out at a park. There was a terrible incident that resulted in 
the loss of a man's life. Um, but he was kind of the wrong place at the wrong time, working out in the park. And um, he got shot twice. Now, he was kind of immediately – injuries weren't seen as life-threatening. He went to the hospital. He was taken to the hospital by friends and acquaintances. But um, he was immediately kind of in stable condition. But the thought was, A, when could he play football? Would this, would this affect his football career? Would Georgia honor his scholarship? How quickly would he be able to get back? Um, and that right there, um, to not only get back, guys, but to be playing in game two of your true freshman season for the defending national champions, that's quite a feat. And not only that is E.J. Lightsey had changed his body going from 205, 207 pounds as a state championship linebacker for Fitzgerald High School, those purple hurricanes down in Fitzgerald. And now he's 231, 232 and playing for Georgia. Just an incredible story. Speaking of an incredible story, I hope you guys, if you guys were able to see in the, in the ballpark like I was, Cedric Washington Jr., another guy that's recovering from an injury. He had a, a bad neck injury during spring ball. And right now his football career is kind of on hold as he kind of seeks out opinions about what to do and what best to do there. But he was in the stands. He was in the um, player recruit section. Uh, watching Georgia play on Saturday as well um, with his family. It was heartwarming to see that story as well from Cedric Washington Jr. Um, I think we got one more thing to look at. Georgia has made one offer uh, since basically they started ball practice, since they started fall camp. Uh, that was to athlete Demetrius Bell out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Um, but right now, 231 offers. That's one more since last year. Um, and look at that. The offer came for the athlete position, but nine running backs, 37 receivers. Again, you can look at this every week and say, where's Georgia hunting for players? Where do they need to find the most players? Look, cornerback, wide receiver, edge, defensive lineman. Look at that. Look at, look at linebackers. Didn't need to offer a lot of linebackers because they had their targets already figured out and kind of they knew where they wanted to go in this class. Didn't need to offer a lot of tight ends. Didn't need to offer a lot of running backs, although now it certainly feels like it. Um, that's what the class of offers looks like right now um, for uh, for the dogs. Um, let me see. What else do we have here? We have uh, – we have uh, – we've seen the snapshot. We've seen the timeline. We've seen um, questions. You guys got any questions? Reminder, folks, this is uh, – Dog Nation brought to you by uh, uh, Kroger. Uh, this becomes, uh, if you find it on the Apple podcast platform, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on SoundCloud, you find it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, I believe after this program as well. Let me make sure I get all my disclaimers in. And also, uh, while you get your questions in right there, um, we got to make sure we talk about the latest from your local Kroger folks. It's coming around. Everybody's looking, thinking, thinking. And what are those pumpkin emojis coming from? Halloween is around the corner. Kroger has scary good savings for the Halloween season. Save up to 20% on Halloween decor, lights, and of course, all your Halloween candy. Visit your local Kroger or go to Kroger.com backslash Halloween. And guys, did you see the latest Kroger boost about all of those? How you can get for $59 a month, you can get more fuel points. You can get free grocery delivery. You can get up to a dollar per gallon off your gasoline. Um, brought to you by Kroger and the Kroger Boost. And you know I'm a naturally inquisitive re reporter, guys, and I'm naturally curious. So before we get to the Dog Walk Fashion Show, our first ever Dog Walk Fashion Show edition, 
I'm going to look for your questions right now, but I have two questions for you guys. My two questions are one, if we were throwing a party next weekend and all y'all invited and all y'all could make it and we all, but the only stipulation was it had to be a costume party. What would be your go-to costume? What would be your go-to costume? I would love uh, to hear that. Um, Philip Jordan Wells, how do you do? How are you? Um, Shannon Sipsy, I think they're pretty good. Um, Jamie Huff, <clears throat> right now, I don't think Georgia is prioritizing his recruitment. I think they're looking at other guys. Um, you're talking about this grown man, uh, STUD, uh, defensive tackle, Caden McDonald out of North Gwinnett. He had 20 sacks last year. Looks like Clemson is really recruiting him hard. Caden was also at Michigan recently. Um, Alan Verbonic, I don't think uh, – Verbonic, excuse me, Verbonic. Sorry if I missed that ending. I uh, wanted to stick the landing on that last name, sir. I don't think Georgia is being held back in sacks at all. I think a lot of teams are just playing quick game, getting the ball out really fast. That's what Oregon wanted to do. That's what, certainly what Sanford wanted to do as well. They didn't want to get their quarterbacks busted up. And I think that's what Georgia has ha, – you look at it. You can get the, the clock timers. You can get your hand timer on there. Um, guys have more time to throw in seven-on-seven seven football than uh, than these these teams that are facing the dogs are, 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 are operating under right now. Their operation time, they're all getting that ball out really quick, really making it really hard to get those sacks. Um, Roddy White, I don't think there will be a quarterback in this 2023 class. Um, I think it was all in on Arch. Um, let me see. Uh, Leon White, I do not think Georgia will offer Braswell. Braswell. Uh, stick these. Well, the ideal is going to be, you know, like, man, that's a long question to answer. But basically, um, the ideals as they're structured right now, lock in the player's branding and name, image, and likeness to a certain demographic. For example, if you lock in a deal at Tennessee and Knoxville, for, for example, Likely the collective businesses around that um, name, image, and likeness deal um, are going to be Tennessee-based and Knoxville-based, making it very hard for you to try and flip and wind up at Oregon. Um, Christy, that's a good question. I want to know where those Coke bottles are at as well. Guys, did you guys see the new hologram uh, stadium cups at Sanford Stadium? Somebody was telling me about them. I haven't seen them yet. I would love to hear your feedback on those as well. Uh, John Gibson, I don't think there's really much of a chance at all of flipping Owens from Louisville. He has a strong NIL package uh, to Louisville. Jimmy Hoskins, are you talking about the uh, question about um, how many years I've been doing this? I want to make sure about that. Um, Kirby's belt, Marvin Jones Jr. is doing pretty good. He's played in both games so far. He's gotten some good fourth quarter reps. Uh, Joel Moody, totally agree with you. I think the 2024 defense, I'm kind of on record saying this, I think the 24 defense will be better, overall better unit than the 2021 defense because it's going to be different in the secondary. Don't think they'll have a Jordan Davis. I think they'll have a lot of N'Kobe Dean-type players and Quay Walker-type players. That level of ability, that level of draft pick, I think the edge rushers will be better. Um, that's why I think the defense as a whole will be better. And will there be five first-rounders off the 2024 defense? There might be six. Um, might be six or seven off the 24 defense, if we're being honest. 
Um, let me see. Rolling through a bunch of questions right now while you guys get your questions. Hope I've answered them all as well. I'm trying to really play quick game and keep up with a lot of those right now. Um, as I promised, uh, as I promised, this is going to be fun, guys. This is going to be fun. Michael, if you could, uh, my, our good, kind producer, Michael Carvel, is behind the glass and behind the microphone, I guess, a little bit. Here's what I did. I took a collection of our guys, of, of the dogs that I thought wore it best and wore it well after the dog, at the dog walk on Saturday against Sanford. Um, these, are, these, are, these are just these dogs. The, remember one of the things we try to do here with at least my reporting at Dog Nation is to try to humanize these young men so you know who they are, you know what their faces are, you know what their stories are. Um, Kirby's advisor, you're right. Michael has the only sack, uh, only sack right now uh, on the Georgia class. But, like, check this out. We're going to look at the dog walk right here um, and who wore it best. First of all, I mean, let me know no, name games. If you know who they are, play along with me. Right there, that's the bread man. Um, that's the bread man right there. See that big gold chain right there? That was Jalen Carter. Here's Stetson Bennett and his younger brother, Luke Henry Bennett. Um, you've got Kiaris Jackson right there with the jacket. Look at there. There's Malachi, Malachi Starks right there looking pretty good in the sport coat. That's Warren Brinson with the red coat as well, trying to get his AirPod in and out. Chris Smith second had a great, great T-shirt on. Um, this is Alu Ba. He is a freshman, but look how dapper that is with the tie. This Big Bear Alexander right there with the open collar right there and the chain. Julian Humphrey, the man of a million TikTok followers right there. There he is with the glasses and the vest. Jalen Walker, look at those shades right there. Look at that look right there. The young man wants to be an orthodontist one day. Javon Bullard, the pants. Look at that, the coat. You got Dominic Blaylock behind him. There's Nylon Green on the right, and there's Marvin Jones Jr. on the left right there. Both of those guys looking dapper. Folks, that is an offensive – excuse me, that is a defensive lineman, Christian Miller out of Cedar Grove. Speaking about a guy that looks more like a model than an offensive tackle, that is Broderick Jones right there. And I think the guy that stole the show for me with the red hat, the red tie, the, the light-colored jacket, that look right there, the white on white on white, and the, a stone color right there, that was Nolan Smith right there. Whew. Yeah, you saw Philip Jordan-Wells. You saw Ringo in the back. I think you see Ringo behind a couple of guys right there. But um, you see there – there's some of the that's Stetson and his younger brother. His younger brother's a walk-on. Right behind Kyrus, look at Ringo there in the back with the, the chain and everything else right there. Malachi Stark's coming correct as well. Um, Leon White has a question. Uh, let's see. Do I think Rian Davis will end up being Georgia's best linebacker by the end of the season? I don't. Uh, I think Rian Davis is right now reached a spot where he is a rotational linebacker for Georgia. I think the best linebacker by the end of the season, that's going to be a great question. I would go three names. I would go Xavier Sori, Shmile Munden Jr., and Javon Dumas-Johnson. I would think that. Champ 23, I totally agree with your thoughts right there about uh, Nolan Smith. He certainly looks like a bulldog for sure. He bleeds bulldog as well. Also a funny guy. Uh, Curtis Williams, I agree. Curtis, you should have seen him warming up uh, before the game. He was dropping spin moves on people. Again, if you're, if you're just joining us, guys, right there, I'm just sharing some clips of the current team, and I thought the guys that wore their style the best at the dog walk on Saturday. Uh, infectious, I mean, Nolan is a pitchman for sure. He is a pitch man for sure, and he certainly deserves all the NIL and advertisements there because that young man is energetic and over the top as well. Um, yeah, I like that, Joel Moody. Look good, uh, play good. Uh, so there you have it, guys. We've talked a little bit about uh, Samuel and Pimba. 
talked about, you guys got to see the video of Kirby taking that lap, that five-star lap around Sanford Stadium with Impemba, uh, the talented five-star edge out of uh, IMG Academy in um, Bradenton, Florida. Answering some questions. I saw some people asking me about the wide receiver situation. I saw somebody popped in late. Let me make sure I get to that question. Um, I think that um, really this is the – like I said earlier, Hakeem Williams doesn't look that good for Georgia. Tyler Williams, I think chances are much better there for Tyler Williams. He will make his decision on September the 27th. And Tyler Williams will be the very best uh, remaining potential hope for Georgia to get one of those electric – one of those George Pickens types, George Pickens types, one of those incredible wide receiver talents in the uh, 2020 uh, three uh, recruiting class. One of those guys that can go up and get a ball. Doesn't matter the coverage. Doesn't matter the call. Um, his your player would be better than their player, and the player would be better than the play. Martin J. Norman, I totally agree with you on that comment. I think I can see maybe 15, 20 years down the road. I think Nolan Smith could even be a, be a wonderful athletic director, head coach, whatever he wants to be for the University of Georgia because he truly, truly loves Georgia. He has always loved Georgia. Um, kind of in the same way that Miko Hartman has always loved Georgia as well. That young man always felt that the best players in Georgia ought to stay home and play for the dogs. You hear Nolan speak after press conferences and after games, and he really uh, brings up the fact that uh, he has always wanted to be a junkyard dog playing defense um, for the dogs. Um, guys, let's see what's been on the site lately. You've seen Freshman Report. I wrote about EJ Lightsey this week. We've had some good stuff from Mike Griffith. And behind enemy lines in Columbia, South Carolina. Whew. Folks, we make that trip every two years to Columbia and those fairgrounds, and it, it is something. It's going to be hot on Saturday. I'm going to be there. Hope you guys will be there too. Hope we all travel there safe. Hope we get there safe. And guys, it's Wednesday night. It's been another great before the hedges. Uh, I'm Jeff Sintel. That has been your intel. You guys get out there and live well. We'll be back again soon on the pages of dognation.com. Going to be writing. Let me see. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to be writing about tonight. I'll be writing a little bit about Roderick Robinson, the running back out of California. And I'm also probably going to write something pretty stinking cool uh, about uh, one or two of those uh, five stars that was in town this past weekend. Guys, thanks for hanging out. Remember, go get your groceries at Kroger. Thanks to Kroger. Thanks to everybody for hanging out. Thanks to Michael Carvel behind the glass for pushing the buttons and making this thing uh, go down the track. I've enjoyed it. Hope you guys have enjoyed it. God bless everybody out there, and we'll see you guys later. Take it easy. I'm a bulldog, so Georgia who won't pick it. I love the family atmosphere and the way they handle business. Education is important, trying to reach the next level. I want the best in life, I never settle.